Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 31. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking, I know. Your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, principal from Sky Tuke High School and host of Principal Matters Podcast, the School Leaders Podcast. Please join me each week as I bring to you innovative ideas, creative ways that we can work effectively with teachers and students in our schools so that we can enjoy the work that we do that matters so much. This week, I'm still answering questions that readers and listeners have been sending me. I would like to invite you to check out previous posts at my website at williamdparker.com. If you subscribe for my weekly updates, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. Also, you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Action, Motivation, and Courage, needed for school leaders at my website or at amazon.com. This week's question that I want to respond to is in response to a survey that I sent out. One of the questions that I asked was, what's a question that you wish someone could help you answer in your current school leadership role? And one, one listener wrote back and said, how can we create a sense of ownership for students in today's educational system? How can we create a sense of ownership for students in today's educational system? That's a large question, and obviously a lot depends on context and culture and environment. So let me try to answer this question, um, assuming um, that within any context there are some things that ring true. I believe that... um, Yes, different contexts and different cultures sometimes require different strategies, but I believe certain mindsets work regardless of where you are. So whether you're in a large school, and I've worked in schools with 1,400 kids, uh, or whether you're in a small school, and I've worked in schools uh, like the one I'm in currently with 750, um, there are some common mindsets, I think, that are helpful uh, when you're dealing with trying to help students feel like they have ownership in their education. So let me just start from the school leader's perspective. First of all, as you're building student ownership of their education, you have to grapple with and decide on what you believe is the most positive vision that students can have for their experience in your school. And how do you translate that vision to them? And then how do you help them participate in owning that vision and being a part of communicating it? So let me give you some examples. At our school, for instance, each year we start off um, our first assembly as a freshman orientation. Uh, We actually meet with them before school even begins. We invite their parents in for a morning session and later in an evening session, so if they can come before work or come after work with their students. And in in that conversation that we have with them, We invite student leaders, we invite teacher leaders, we introduce our admin team, we introduce our counselors, we talk about the programs that are in our school. And I usually begin that conversation by talking to them about the the fact that if they have 
walked into this high school setting, that we only have them for a certain number of days, that we only have them for a certain amount of time before they're going to be walking across the stage and receiving a diploma, heading out into the world prepared for success. In that conversation, we try to paint for them what their options are going to be as a high school student. We encourage them to think about the activities they can be involved in. We encourage them to think about the options that they may have for career tech or for concurrent enrollment or for advanced placement. And we encourage them to think about what areas that they're going to be committing to as new students to high school so that their involvements help encourage them in their progress. And then we reinforce that with students who step up and speak about their involvements in school or the organizations that they're a part of. We have a very strong relationship with our student council. My student council officers usually come and see me before school begins because they like to think of each year a motto or slogan that they want to adopt in inviting other students to be a part of a vision and a goal for that year as well. Let me give you some examples. I remember uh, three or four years ago, we our student officers came to me and they had wanted to change a tradition and add a new slogan to our school. We had, Our mascot was the Sky Took Bulldogs, and uh, our colors were red, black, and white, and they wanted to be able to refer to themselves like a lot of colleges were doing at the time as Red Nation. I thought that was a fantastic idea. And so in their daily announcements, in their tweets, in their social media, they began to use that phrase, and it became something that became a common refrain among our students at ball games and in activities, and it's something that we've adopted since that day, referring to everyone as Good Morning Red Nation and talking to them in that term. That was a student-initiated idea. The second year, students came to me and they wanted to talk about how strong they felt the school was and could they use the mantra, um, uh, Sky Took Strong. And so this was something that they would include as well in the, in the conversations that they were having. Last year, my student council members came to me and they said, can we talk about the fact that we are a unique school? We've looked it up and there's not any other community in the universe with, in, 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 on this planet with the name Skyatook. And so we want to be able to say t- to everyone, there's only one Skyatook. And so they adopted the mantra this year of two things. Don't forget to be awesome. And remember, there's only one Skyatook. So whether they're talking to Red Nation or talking about how strong they are as students or whether they're talking about that there's only one SkyTook, these small slogans became part of their way of identifying with excellence and with, uh, with strength and, with, uh, and identifying around a common identity. So helping students be a part of owning their education, I think, first of all, first of all, begins with you having goals and visions for your students that connect with the goals and visions that they have. So you're guiding and you're coaching them towards the end that you want them to reach. But then you're also infusing their creativity and their leadership into those conversations so that you're doing this together. Another way that I like to include students in owning their educational experience is by including them in the communications coming from our school. So in our daily announcements, our students are leaders in, the, in those communications. 
when we're sending out promos from our school, we include students who put together videos and want to share those things out. When we're getting ready for a huge event, I might bring in students and they help put together a small audio MP3 like this podcast where they talk about the great things that are happening and we may share those out as well. And so they're, they're, they're participating in the messaging that's coming from our school as well. What's another way that you can encourage students to have ownership in their education? Well, when you think about the kind of instruction that you're leading for your school, I know this may be something that's, that's been talked about a lot in, in terms of schools, but recently I was doing a presentation and talking about Bill Daggett's three R's, rigor, relevance, and relationship, and how important each of those components are to building a strong collaborative community around good, effective instruction. And so students will own their educational experience when, number one, we build good relationships with them where they believe they're cared for, they believe that they are believed in, when they are treated with respect and honor and dignity, when they're held to specific standards, and they're given appropriate rewards and appropriate consequences for their behavior. Relationships. Number two is rigor. When you create lessons and instruction and have standards for students that cause them to move beyond just facts and figures to analyzing and applying and creating and building things that represent the application of knowledge, then good, strong learning and rigorous instruction is happening in your building and students respond more positively to the things that they're learning. And number three, relevance. When the information that they're learning and the applications that they're making connect them back to something that's real in life, then they can see how their education matters in school and in their futures. Let me give just a couple of examples. A couple of years ago, we had a student in our school who uh, was publishing. He was a, He's a young author, and we are good colleagues, and so I'm going to go ahead and mention his name since he's a graduate now. His name is Jesse Haynes. And Jesse had published a book um, and called Creepers, which you can find um, at Tate Publishing. But he had published a book, and he was speaking to area schools um, and talking to them about the joys of writing and, and the power of reading. And so we sat down together one day, and, and I was talking to him about his college plans. He was going to become a communications major and, and business communications. And so I encouraged him to think about, how can you create a digital platform for yourself, Jesse, that helps you to create a place where people can find you online and you can begin to capture and keep contacts with the people who are following you in your, um, in your publishing and in your speaking and the things that you're doing um, with, with students. And so um, I began to just point him to, towards some tutorials on, on blogging and on creating um, email subscriptions. And he began to create his own website, which is just fantastic. You can check it out at Jesse Haynes. I believe it's jessehaynesauthor.com. And Jesse, I'm sorry if I got that address incorrect. I'll try to correct it in my show notes if I did. When Jesse went to college, he, he um, uh, the next year he actually called me a few weeks into college and he, um, and he s- said, I wanted to give you a heads up. Actually, he... Um, he emailed me and said, Mr. Parker, I wanted to tell you um, that in my first communications class that our instructor has been asking us to build a digital platform 
to create ways that where we can connect with our readers and all the things that I was doing before I left Skytook are things that that I'm that, that I that I know how to do well and that my instructor has been surprised that I that I know and that I'm practicing already. I'm just giving that as an example of a way that you can take a relationship rigorous learning and connect it to something relevant and help students to own their education so that they're applying the things that they're learning into the world that they're getting ready to step into. So whether that's in a classroom setting or whether as a leader you have an opportunity to connect with seniors in your building in those ways, um, or whether you are encouraging teachers um, to have those conversations with students as well, students begin to own their education when your vision for their education is something that is powerful and purposeful, when you include them in communicating what that vision is, and when you give them the opportunity to learn in an environment where relationship and rigor and relevance are emphasized. Now, I know that there's some other great ways that you can encourage students to own their own education. And so feel free if you'd like to make some responses to this question to go to my website at williamdparker.com and you can look at this podcast episode, episode 31, and feel free to add your own comments. Or if you want to add a comment at Twitter, you can find my handle at, at WilliamDP. Thanks for listening this week. I would like to encourage you if you haven't signed up to receive my free ebook and weekly updates that I send out um, to listeners and readers, you can do so at WilliamDParker.com and I'll send you a free ebook, ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Rules for School Leaders. Also, you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Action, Courage, and Motivation Needed for School Leadership at my website or at Amazon.com. Thank you for the work that you do. Um, best wishes as some of you are preparing to start school soon. And don't forget that what you do every day matters. I'll talk to you next time. Principal Matters is a publication of William D. Parker. It does not necessarily represent the opinions of Sky 2 Public Schools, the affiliates with whom I work, or the organizations for whom I consult. Music compliments of Stephen Nettles. Check out his songs at hearthevoiceless.bandcamp.com.